This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, there could be some changes to the collective bargaining process for federal unions. Members of Congress are worried about a VA program aimed at helping caregivers. Former Vice President Joe Biden lays out his plan for the Postal Service should he be elected. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Federal Labor Relations Authority is out with new decisions that will likely change the course of collective bargaining. The authority first sets stricter standards that determine when agencies have to bargain with federal unions over management-directed policy changes. The FLRA will also allow agencies to more quickly implement government regulations and guidance before bargaining new contract agreements. And the authority says agencies can bargain midterm bargaining issues, otherwise known as zipper clauses. FLRA made these decisions at the request of the Agriculture and Education Departments and the Office of Personnel Management. It's Cybersecurity Awareness Month, and Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the four themes that federal technology leaders are highlighting this year. The Federal Chief Information Security Officers Council will kick off the 17th Annual Cybersecurity Awareness Month with a demonstration on why strong passwords are so important. The CISO Council's October 7th webinar will highlight how weak and previously compromised passwords used across organizational personal accounts may lead to major cyber breaches. For the rest of the month, the CISO Council will focus on three other themes, including securing the home network, social engineering from phishing attacks, and security in the age of the Internet of Things devices. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The federal customer experience continues to improve. That's not to say that it's great. We get more now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The latest survey rankings from Forrester Research show the federal customer experience index rose a bit. The average hit slightly higher than 61 out of 100 this year. That says people are more positive than negative about the service they get when visiting agencies online, on the phone, or in person. But the government is nearly 11 points behind the private sector average. The government lags the most, Forrester says, in digital services. I'm Tom Temin. The Environmental Protection Agency is partnering with four agencies to help train the workforce of the future to ensure water and wastewater systems work properly. EPA announced America's Water Sector Workforce Initiative that includes the Departments of Education, Labor, Agriculture, and Veterans Affairs, all playing roles in recruiting and retaining the new water workforce. EPA says roughly one-third of the nation's water sector workforce is eligible to retire in the next 10 years. Additionally, the agency is currently coordinating with the Water Subcabinet on the development of a federal interagency framework to enhance the recruitment, training, and retention of workers to maintain the viability of a broader water workforce. There's congressional concern over a Veterans Affairs Department program designed to help family caregivers. We're now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. VA expanded the Comprehensive Assistance for Family Caregivers program to some pre-9-11 veterans last week. But Democrats on the House and Senate VA committees say they're worried the department certified the IT system needed to support the program, even when it wasn't fully ready. VA told Congress it identified 30 defects with the new IT system that it would have to address later. Congress worries VA certified the new IT system anyway as a last-ditch effort to meet a regulatory deadline. Nicole Lagrisco, Federal News Network. Congressional leaders visited troubled Fort Hood and got promises from the leadership. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. 
Fort Hood's acting commanding general says there will be serious changes to the command climate of the military installation within 90 days. The promise was given to Senate Armed Services Committee Chairman Jim Inhofe and Ranking Member Jack Reed, both of whom who visited the base last week. Fort Hood has had issues with sexual assault and criminal activity over the last year. The most famous case is the murder of Army Specialist Vanessa Guillen, who was murdered after being repeatedly sexually harassed by another soldier. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, and Defense Secretary Mark Esper both tested negative for the coronavirus. After President Donald Trump contracted the disease, both of the officials were around Trump during the possible incubation period for COVID-19. Esper was in Africa last week and was tested as part of the traveling protocol. The Pentagon says there are currently no changes to the military threat level due to the coronavirus outbreak in the White House. The Trump administration takes one more step toward filling out the leadership ranks in the Pentagon's personnel office. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. The White House nominated Brian Davis to be the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Manpower and Reserve Affairs. Davis currently serves as the Director of the Defense Personnel and Family Support Center. The MNRA position is one of several key DOD personnel leadership positions that have been vacant since the start of the Trump administration. As of now, three out of five of those jobs have been held by acting officials. Two more PNR nominees are still awaiting the Senate confirmation process, but that's unlikely to happen before the presidential election. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The IRS is extending the deadline for individuals to register for a coronavirus stimulus payment to November 21st. That gives households that don't file federal tax returns an extra five weeks to apply if they're eligible. IRS Commissioner Chuck Reddick says the agency can't extend the deadline any further without interfering with preparations for the 2020 and 2021 filing seasons. The IRS has gotten more than 5 million non-filers to sign up for payments through its online portal. And former Vice President Joe Biden outlines what he'd do as president for the Postal Service. Here's Federal News Network's Joy Heckman. The National Association of Postal Supervisors sent a questionnaire to both candidates, but only the Biden campaign came back with responses. Biden says his administration would work with Congress to eliminate the Postal Service's mandate since 2006 to prefund retiree health benefits if elected president. His administration would also focus on giving the cash-strapped agency emergency funding to keep operating beyond next summer. Biden says he'd also help modernize the agency's vehicle fleet and fill vacant seats on the USPS Board of Governors. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.